0: Hi, this is Anthony Ardo, host of Kids in Cars. And this is our future is missing. Please be on the lookout for a four month old, Zalee Fryer, white female, two foot eleven, twelve pounds, brown eyes, brown hair. Zaley was last seen on may first, two thousand eleven. She has a brown birthmark on her right leg and went missing from Millersville, Tennessee. If you know of Zaley's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, hotline at one eight hundred the lost That's one eight hundred To see a picture of Zaley Fryer, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfuturesmissing.com. Thank you.
1: This is voiceamericakids.com.
2: If you're 12 years old, turn up the sound right now. This is Life at 12, a show that's all about being 12 years old in the 21st century. Your hosts have not been there and done that. They are experiencing Life at 12.
3: Welcome to the program Life at 12 on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Wesley. And I'm Elena. And... You are?
4: I am Uncle Wes.
3: He's my uncle, and we have the same name, which is kind of cool. So it's
0: going to get confusing.
3: We have the same name, yeah.
0: So Wesley, yes?
3: We're going to do a small introduction. So Uncle, my Uncle Wesley, he is an artist, which is like a painter, a person that sketches drawings, and he makes jewelry, and is a sculptor, and a collector, and a storyteller, and then... He's part Native American, Cherokee, and Choctaw? Choctaw. Choctaw? Choctaw. Choctaw, yes. And then he also does genealogy, which, which is, is like family, studying family yeah, trees. Tree, like like Finding
4: that. dead people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's like Ancestry.com all in his head.
4: <laughs> no, all on the television.
0: Yeah. Um.
3: So, that was our small introduction. So... We're going to start with our questions for Uncle Wesley, who I call Uncle Me, because we have the same name. So, yeah. So, our first question is, do you like Brussels sprouts?
4: I love Brussels sprouts.
3: How do you like that them gonna, prepared? I, that I
4: be like answer. them prepared with a little salt and some butter. But they have to be fresh, and they have to be tender and sweet. Otherwise,
0: they're,
3: gross. they're
4: horrible.
0: <laughs> I think they're horrible anyway. I want—I haven't had one in a really long time. I need to taste it. Like, I need i need to know what they actually taste like.
4: Well, then your mother needs to prepare you some tonight for supper.
2: <laughs>
0: Elena, you don't want Brussels sprouts.
3: That's cool. You clock mm-hmm. ding. It's counting down to your doomsday with Brussels
0: sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, that's, so. that's cool it's that's nice noise. oh, wait, oh okay where happen. were you born
4: I was born near Porterville California when I say near uh, there was nothing there then and there is nothing there now <laughs> except a whole bunch of fields with uh, grapes and but now they're putting in more oranges than grapes
3: so it was like for vineyards and yeah
2: stuff
4: it it was. It was uh, out between Bakersfield and Fresno in the San Joaquin Valley, and that was uh, shortly after the Civil War. Oh, actually, 1939. <laughs> oh,
0: that's <laughs> that's, that's yeah. what we're learning about in history right
3: now. Is Civil War. No, you kind of just finished the Civil War, Well, we're finishing it up. Yeah, it's now we're moving on to
0: immigration. Yeah, should be a really fun topic.
4: Yeah.
3: Okay. So our next question is, what was your first car?
4: My first car that I actually owned was a 1937 Ford four-door sedan, and it had mechanical brakes.
3: Wow.
4: Do You know what mechanical brakes are?
3: It sounds pretty fancy for back then.
4: No, it was what, the only thing that they had then. Now they have hydraulic brakes, which yeah. works on hydraulic fluid pressure. This was just a series of rods that uh, you pushed in. It would actually activate the brake pads from a series of rods, which were uh, very primitive and quite dangerous because they could break very easily.
0: Yeah. So, um, Elena, what's the next question? If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go?
4: Arizona.
3: That you haven't been to yet. I Aihua. A place
4: that you haven't been to yet. Oh, a place I haven't been to yet? Uh, I'd have to think about that, because there's a whole... that's a great big world out there. I would like to go to see the Louvre in Paris. I would like to see the Rembrandt Museum. I would like to uh, perhaps go to London and see some of the museums there. I would like to go to... Uh, Washington and see uh, the museums there. I'd love to go to the Smithsonian.
3: Oh, it's so cool! You have to go. It's like amazing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I went there a couple years ago.
4: And you could spend a whole week in the S- Smithsonian. I'm sure.
3: It was pretty cool. It was very. Cool. That's where we
0: have to go. We'll have to go. We
3: didn't have time to go to the Nash. Nat- National Na- History Natural Museum. Or National? Something. It
2: was it was closed for renovation. Museum of Natural History. No, the I'm sorry, the American History Museum. The American History
3: mm-hmm. Museum. Yes. Opening, so we didn't get so. to go see that when we were in Washington DC.
0: You are listening to Life at Twelve on the Vacan Network. Wait, Vacan with Elena, which is me, and Wesley, which is me, and
4: Uncle Wes, which is me. And Wes, which is me.
3: Yeah. It's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to continue with the segment now because we're only yep. five minutes through. Yep. Um, so you could go anywhere. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, t- I thought I was going to burp, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> if you could give a shout-out to anybody. Well, just do you want to give a shout-out to anybody.
4: A shout out. Uh, you mean to say howdy and how are you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, sure. I'd give a shout out to my uh, my son and his family. Brian and Adina? Uh huh. And Brian Andrew and Hannah Ely, my grandchildren. They're now uh, nineteen and twenty one, and Hannah's they live
0: 19.
4: in. Nineteen. Wow. Yeah, and they live in Western Missouri. He works in Leavenworth, Kansas. So people say now he's serving time in Leavenworth, which uh, people 12 years old would have no idea what that is. But Leavenworth <laughs> is the maximum security federal prison. But he works there for the VA. He is not incarcerated. He's free to go home at night.
3: It's kind of like saying granddad goes to jail on Fridays or granddad was in jail Friday because he visits the prison. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Elena, what's the next question?
0: When you were 12, what was your favorite activity and what was your least favorite activity?
4: When I was 12, uh, there was no television. And so that couldn't have been an activity. Uh, any activity that we had, it's what we made up for ourselves. And probably my favorite activity at 12, I would go into the backyard and dig by hand a fort.
3: Uh-huh. Fun.
4: A fort, like yes. And the fort would generally be approximately eight to 10 feet square. And probably down at least four feet to five feet in the earth. That's a lot of, figure it up, do your math, how and how many cubic feet we have. And you do
3: that with your hands?
4: With a shovel. Okay. Yeah, a shovel. And then I would put uh, some sort of uh, beams or two-by-fours across the top and then make a roof on it out of some plywood or something and then cover it with dirt. And I had an entrance you could crawl down into and you would be completely concealed in your fort.
3: That is so fun.
4: Uh Uh-huh.
3: Did you do this a lot?
4: I did. I made two of them. The second one uh, was much larger than the first. And I have a photograph of my older sister, my only sister, climbing up out of my fort. (laughs) Uh, And at the end, when the fort is time to go do something else, and I was going to have to cover up the fort and knock it down. I buried some goodies inside the fort.
3: What kind of goodies did you bury? Uh,
4: Well, I think the nothing of value. I I buried the things of value in a different part of the yard. (laughs) Uh, But in here, I buried a couple of old books, and it's still there today, I'm sure. We can go dig them up if you want. I'll tell you where it is.
3: And this was in... Was this here or in Missouri? No,
4: no, 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 no. This was Phoenix.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah,
4: we didn't go to Missouri until
0: 1994.
4: Well, let's,
0: that was for let's go drive Phoenix. Pardon me? <laughs> let's
4: go drive to Phoenix. Oh, well, it's still there. It's still there. Uh, I imagine the termites have eaten the books away, though. Yeah,
3: probably. Yeah.
4: But the other treasure, no, no, it was a metal dump truck.
3: Like, like a Tonka? Kind of like a Tonka little.
4: Oh no toy. no no no! This is about at least a foot long foot. Uh, oh. 14 inches long.
3: Ah, oh, that's big. That was
4: a big big truck. Yeah, and I dug a nice long deep hole, and <clears throat> buried the truck. Uh, just put it right down in the in the ground and covered it back up again.
3: <laughs> well, this is the end of our segment. So you're listening to Life at Twelve, and stay with us because we have barking up so coming up fail so see you next segment
1: (laughs) looking for a great sports show from a kid's point of view look no further than speaking of sports We've got the stats, scores, and inside news on what's happening all over the sports world. It's all hard-hitting, can't-miss action from your point of view. You'll hear different perspectives, opinions, and predictions from the fans and experts. Tune into Speaking of Sports every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Miss just one minute of this show, and you've missed out.
2: This is Life at 12 on Voice America Kids. It's not so easy to be between being a little kid and being a teen, is it? But we'll help make it a little easier. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back to the program. I'm Elena. And And I'm Wesley.
4: and And I'm Uncle Wes.
0: And we are going to now start to hear some of Uncle Wes's stories. Yes, like the buried treasure
3: story that we're going to start right now. So tell us about the buried treasure story.
4: Well, this is another story, uh, and this is absolutely true. I got out of the Navy right at the very end of 1958, and in 1959 (laughs) I was working for a company called Acme Blueprint, delivering blueprints at the beginning. And one day I delivered some copies of a treasure map to an older lady on about 14th Street in McDowell, and we got to talking. This woman, the longer we talked, realized that I was also interested in this type of thing. And she said, you know, for, for years I've been trying to find a young man that would be interested in finding this cave that I know about and I was all ears ready to listen and she said that when she was a little girl they had a Mexican gardener now the gardener at that time was old and he told them that when he was a young man he and another young man were running away from the army now who knows What that meant, but they ran down into what we now know as South Mountain City Park. And they found a cave there and they had to uh, crawl down under the brush to get into this cave. Once they got into the cave, the cave opened up. And the first thing they saw, (coughs) excuse me, was a clay mound with six silver bars in moles.
3: Well, that's pretty valuable.
4: Uh, I would think so. (laughs) And there was a Wells Fargo trunk and two Spanish crucifixes. Now, they stayed in this cave for two or three days until they felt it was safe. Uh, When they came out, this one young man took five of the bars with him. And this woman, after telling me this story, she said, you know, I know you probably think this is some kind of fantastic story, she said, but I I know you're an uh, honest young man, and I want to show you something. She said, I have not shown this before. And she invited me in to her desk and unlocked the desk drawer, and way in the back of the desk she unwrapped, Three silver bars. Uh Now, the largest bar was approximately two inches wide by five inches long and about three quarters of an inch. Uh, On the surface of this was a raised cross, which indicated that it had been put there by some member of the Catholic Church, probably for the church. Uh, now this this woman uh, said that the, told me what she thought the silver content was worth and whatnot, but that was so long ago. But it would right now be the intrinsic value would be like they say in the TV commercials, priceless. Yeah. Uh, and then she proceeded to tell me where this cave was. Uh, she said that she had gone down there once with her granddaughter but was afraid of rattlesnakes and so she didn't want to go back but wanted me to go do it and so she proceeded to tell me exactly how to find the canyon that the cave is in and is still in and my wife and I were engaged at the time and one Sunday afternoon we drove down there and followed the map and it works perfectly well even down to the rock you have to go under and then find where the canyon is now i'm not going to tell you on this recording the map (laughs) but i'll give you a copy of it
3: okay so you can go
4: down there and you can go with him and help him find it however in 1878 there was an earthquake And it changed the topography of some of the rocks down there. So it might not be able, you might not be able to find the entrance. The rocks probably tumble down, but it's still there. (laughs) So that would be your job to find out where the cave is. But it's still there. The the trunk is there. Think what is in that trunk. Silver. Who knows? It's a Wells Fargo. Gold. It it could be full of gold. It could be full of silver. It could be full of... (laughs) old american currency
3: yeah cash money
4: uh-huh or documents yeah books very rare american stamps think of all that neat stuff that you could find in there
3: <laughs> you really want us to go down there don't you
4: oh of course yeah you you, you don't yeah, have to I'm go until next. you don't have to go until next week but well, you know well, that, that'd be there like
0: now <laughs> we're out of school so we could go Yeah, down. we've got... Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: okay, so you're listening to Life at 12 on the Voice America Kids Network with Elena.
0: And Wesley.
4: And, and- Uncle Wes.
3: Okay, so we're going to continue now. So we just finished the story of
0: the buried their treasure. buried
3: treasure. And that is kind of buried because it's in like a cave. Um so it's sort of... Okay, so now I have a a a couple questions that relate to your artist-like stuff. So, um, which of your talents is your favorite to do?
4: Oh, my. That's a big question. (laughs) What happens when you like them all?
3: Um, You like them all.
4: You like them all. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I guess you just like them all. You just do one for a while, then you go to another one. Uh, it, it, it depends on how I'm feeling at the time, my mood. I, I dearly love to sculpt. I love to make things with my hands. I always have. Okay. You
0: like to make forts.
4: That's right. That's right. But I don't dig anymore. My, (laughs) my hands don't fit shovel handles any longer. Yeah. So, uh, but I love to do sculpting. I, I do love to paint. Uh, I, I love to do Genealogy, finding your ancestors, because it's very, very important to know who your ancestors are. Yeah.
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Because if you know who your ancestors are, you know what what they thought. You relate to them as real people. They weren't they're not just pictures in a book or in a a shoebox. You know, (laughs) these people were real, they had the same likes, dislikes, they had the same uh, fears of different things. Uh, so we we need to know who our ancestors are, and that's why I, I love to do genealogy.
2: We're glad that you love it too, because you've got that
3: family, family tree. Tell about your. So, um, in my closet, on by the door, I have the family tree that Uncle Wes gave me, so I can. If I want to look at the family tree, I'll go in there and look at it and go down through all the names and see which ones I knew were actually my ancestors that I've heard about before and stuff like that. And it's really cool and it's giant. Yeah. Okay, so I have another question about your artist stuff. Where did you learn some of, like how did you learn some of your skills?
4: Okay, many years ago, <clears throat> 1964, I became be, began an association with the late Paul Coase. Uh, Paul Coase was noted for doing the big uh, uh, mural at Terminal 2 Airport, the Phoenix Bird, and many of the big monuments around Phoenix. He was also the Honorary Prince, Prince Consul for the state of Arizona. Uh, Paul and I became very good friends. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, as he was after his stroke, uh, he confided in me one night in the hospital room that I was his closest, uh, then he qualified it, male friend, because he had a girlfriend. Uh, but Coase was a very very interesting man, and, uh, that was, he taught me painting, uh, he, he taught me many things, including, uh, uh, French cuisine, uh, it, the French way, of course. Like, if you're having brie cheese, mm. it has to sit out for four hours at room temperature, mm. or it is not to be eaten. I this like was brie. the French way.
3: I don't like brie. Oh,
4: mm. brie is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and in brie, the difference between brie and camembert, which is similar. But if you're having brie on bread or camembert on bread, do you know which one you put butter on first? Ah, no. The, the bread? Oh. The cabin, the cabin. Okay. Yeah, huh, camembert, yeah. yes. Yeah. You put You put butter on the bread first, but not the brie. See, these are the so important things, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That Coase taught us, but uh, <laughs> he was a wonderful sketch artist and Peter. I'll
0: hold your thought for yeah. a sec. Okay, you were listening to Life at 12. Stay with us because we have more coming up on the next
5: segment.
3: Yes, so, so don't go don't away. Go away.
2: is Life at 12 on Voice America Kids. It's not so easy to be between being a little kid and being a teen, is it? But we'll help make it a little easier. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back to Life at 12 on the VAK Network, which is Voice America Kids Network. I am Wes, and she is Elena, and you are?
4: I am Uncle Wes.
3: Yes, otherwise known as Uncle Me, Uncle. to me. <laughs> Uncle, not me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, so I have a cheese question, because we were talking about cheese on the last segment. Do you like blue cheese?
4: I I like blue cheese in dressing. Blue cheese is uh, n- not bad, but it's an acquired taste. Now, uh, similar to that, there's a cheese called Limburger, which is
3: isn't it really smelly?
4: It's pretty rotten. Now I was I was told that my father tried some Limburger cheese one time, but long before I was born. And it was so horrible he threw the cheese out into the backyard. The cat came along and covered it up.
2: That's great. True story.
4: <laughs>
3: and do you like cottage cheese?
4: I love cottage cheese. Do you like cottage cheese? No. Why? Do you
0: like cottage cheese?
3: You like mold or something? cheese
5: It's just
0: curdy. You like it, Lena? I like it on oh. crackers and stuff. I mean, oh. I don't, I don't just like take a spoon. And I
3: pick. like Colby Jack cheese.
4: Okay, like that's good. <laughs>
3: you know. I like Colby Jack. And I like, I like ranch. I like
4: <laughs> baby
3: Swiss aged baby Swiss.
4: Okay. All cheese is good, just about.
3: An aged cheddar. Yeah. So, Elena, do you have a question?
0: Yes, today? I do. Were you interested in art whenever you were our age?
4: Uh, I don't remember being interested, that interested. I love to read at your age. We had five books in our home.
0: Only five? yes. So you read them like 500 times?
4: Well, uh, they were not all interesting to me. Uh, (laughs) One of them was how to, uh, uh, it was like a nurseryman book. I don't mean like a baby nursery. I mean uh, trees. trees, Yes, We have one by where we
0: live.
4: Yeah. My my father was a great gardener and a farmer. uh, So that was that type of book. There was another book that uh, was very interesting. It had to do with all sorts of, uh, elocution, uh, 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 fancy writing, and...
3: Like calligraphy? uh
4: Uh-huh, yes, that was in it too. Uh, and I loved that book, but unfortunately it got away from us, and I don't know where it went. But as far as art, the first art that I can remember was in high school, and I would draw uh, a picture of whoever was sitting in front of me. (laughs) Uh, on the margins of my book. The first actual drawing I remember doing was, uh, I was 17 years old, I was in the Navy on board the USS Nereus, and I drew, made a sketch, a drawing, I thought it was a drawing at that time, of a man playing bongo drums. Now uh-huh. I don't I don't have the original, but somehow I, I got a copy of it, and I don't remember where I got a copy of it. But <laughs> I do have a copy of that.
3: That's good. That you have a so, copy.
4: That was when I was 17. So that's been about 300 years ago.
3: Yes, 300 years ago. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So. Um,
0: what were we talking about cheese oh no we had roast chicken roast chicken
4: that was the one you Oh do. okay that's another coe story that's a great story uh, back in 1970 he had asked me to assist him in putting together a, an issue of Arizona Highways magazine on kachinas we worked on this for months and one evening uh, my wife, myself, and a lady were at Coza's studio. We were putting together, making little miniatures for the sets to be photographed for particular shots in this issue. It would work for several hours. Uh, Paul came out and said, well, I'm going to go in and uh, make some supper for us, so I'll call you when it's ready. So we kept working, and pretty soon he called. And he said, okay, come on in. Now, Coase's kitchen, uh, actually there was no dining room. You, there was a little table in the kitchen. Uh, and the home, it's still there, but it's entirely different now. It's on 40th Street in Camelback. It was an old 100-year-old ranch house. But uh, we, we sat at the table. Matter of fact, this kitchen was uh, presented as an article in Arizona Highways back in the early 1950s. Uh, so Coe's brought the chicken to the table. It, it really smelled wonderful, a roast chicken. And it had uh, little sautéed mushrooms, half mushrooms, and sautéed little <clears throat> onions. And uh, he said, before we eat, you have to guess what I stuffed the chicken with.
3: <laughs> Paint? It,
4: uh, <laughs> almost.
1: <That'd> be eatable.
4: <laughs> yeah. So we went around. Each one of us had to guess. We had to guess, or we would not have eaten. And, you know, we guessed different things. No, 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 no. No, that's not it. No, not even close. Guess what he'd stuff the chicken with?
3: What?
4: No, I'm asking you. What, what would you stuff a chicken with? Chicken? Uh, You stuff a chicken with chicken?
3: Stuffing, like at Thanksgiving.
4: Okay, that's a good guess. Okay, what's yours?
0: Potatoes.
3: (laughs)
4: Okay, all right. How about a banana? Banana? A banana. banana. He peeled a banana and put a whole banana inside the chicken and roasted it.
3: Was it good? It actually sounds really good. It was good. Was it
0: kind of like sweet?
4: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Sounds good to me,
3: yeah. Uh
4: (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I
0: wonder if KFC makes that. <laughs>
4: yeah. Coe's, uh, he, he considered himself a gourmet chef. Uh, which.
0: He was, was French, interesting.
4: wasn't he? He was very, very. Well, he was half French. He was half French, half Serbian.
3: Serbian and French. Yes. Cool. Kind of different.
4: His mother was actually part of Serbian royalty.
3: Hmm.
4: Her last name was Dabija. Yes. And uh, it was told that a a gypsy told her one time, you will have two sons, one of which will be very intelligent, one of which will be very famous. Now Paul's brother made the statement to Paul and said, well, I'm the intelligent one (laughs) that made Paul the famous one, which which he was. Yeah. So it was very, uh, very interesting. And uh, he culturally had so many ideas and uh, things to teach you, not just art, but about Native American history. Uh, we have probably been the, some <coughs> of the few people that sat in a car on the side of a mountain overlooking Indian Reservation, consuming brie cheese, French bread, and French wine. That was many, many, many years ago.
3: Free French bread and French wine. Yes. French. like It's just like a French meal.
4: That's yeah. right, only sitting in the back seat of his car.
3: What kind of car did he have?
4: It was it's a, a 1971 <laughs> Ford and it had a big dent in the back bumper. Now he accused the light pole of coming up and attacking his car. <laughs> As he he would never admit to the fact that he actually backed his car into the light pole. <laughs> that was just him, but the dent was still there nonetheless. <laughs>
0: this light pole, it just it just attacked me.
4: <laughs>
3: Elena, it just counted down one more click to your Brussels sprouts doomsday.
0: I'm excited.
3: How would you be excited?
0: Because they sound good. I just found a oh, recipe right. for chicken with banana. Is it? Does it sound.? <laughs> it sounds really good. Well,
3: there you go. Well, maybe we should have that set of turkey on Thanksgiving, Mom.
2: You want me to stuff a banana? Well, not we just stuff a banana in the turkey.
3: That might not be as good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you fry your.? It would be memorable, I'm sure. Yeah, so. it would be. So, you are listening to Life at 12. Stay with us because we have more coming up. So, One don't more go statement? away.
1: Bye. 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 Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
2: You're listening to Voice America Kids, walking the fine line between clever and smart.
5: (laughs) Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio.
2: This is Life at 12, On Voice America Kids. It's not so easy to be between being a little kid and being a teen, is it? But we'll help make it a little easier. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back to the program. I'm Elena, and he is little Wesley, and he is.
4: I'm the old Wesley. Wesley.
0: The Wesley's. The Wesley's. The two two Wesley's are going to rule the world. uh, Yeah! (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Elena, get prepared. (laughs) Okay. So. We're going to. Have our story on Missouri. The Missouri
3: adventure from last year.
4: Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, I think you're probably wanting, uh, basically the, the big T. We call it
3: the big. Okay. The
4: big EF5 tornado
3: in yeah. Joplin.
4: In Joplin, Missouri, uh, May 22nd, 2011. Uh, we had just gotten home from church. And uh, my wife and my daughter-in-law, first of all, my son, daughter-in-law, and two grandchildren were living with us. We had just added a big addition onto our house for them. And uh, Adina and my wife were making my birthday dinner, which is going to be baked chicken and cherry cream pie.
3: Was the chicken going to have banana in it?
4: No. (laughs) It was going to have bisquick in it and baked with butter and it is wonderful, but...
3: It sounds wonderful.
4: I never got a bite of it. Oh. Not a bite. And there were, the weather kind of got really nasty and uh, there were tornado warnings on the television, but we didn't think much about it. There's always tornado watches and warnings in Joplin, Missouri uh-huh. in the springtime. But it got a little worse and my son and I went into the backyard and the tornado siren was going, then it stopped. And we thought, okay, another false alarm. But we did not know the tornado had already taken out the tornado siren. And it was on its way to get us. And we could hear the sound, there was a high pitch kind
0: of
4: And then there was a low pitch at the same time, which you do not hear.
3: Doesn't the sky turn like a weird greenish Black glow? and
4: green, yes. And when we saw that and the sounds, I told my son Brian, I said, we have to get underground now. We had what they called a frady hole. That's where you go when you're frady.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: I remember it. We went to your house a while ago and we went down I, the side of it.
4: That's right. I
0: so, s- that was in like Narnia or something where they run into the little like house thingy.
4: Uh-huh
0: i <coughs> we the Wizard of Oz.
4: No, but you're not right in house. Kansas anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Missouri. <laughs> and so we <clears throat> ran in the house, told the gals, just turn everything off. Nothing. Don't do anything. Just turn it off and grab your stuff and go. And we had learned to keep certain items uh, you just pick up to run, an emergency, And that's what we did, uh, all six of us, the cat and the dog ran down the steps into the frady hole. And the poor kitty cat, her name was Kiki. 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 And she was so excited. My daughter-in-law was carrying her, but she was so excited that she peed all over her, carrying her down. And, and, so, and so I took her from Medina, and she promptly, promptly buried her claws in my arm. She was terrified. And we got down into the freighter hole and closed the door and tied it off with this half-inch nylon rope.
1: Oh, that's great. And
4: Kiki was so panicky, she just ran up and was hiding under the part of the stairs. We were there two minutes and this monster came. And it, it, the noise was unbelievable. It was, they say it sounded like a freight train, it doesn't even come close. You put a hundred freight trains and a 747 blasting in your ear, and then the sound of full 150-year-old oak trees, complete with all the root system and everything being picked up and crashed into your house, uh, and literally thrown. Uh, And you think it can't get any louder and worse, and it does. It gets worse. the earth is shaking under your feet, literally quaking. And uh, this didn't just last for 30-40 seconds. Uh, From beginning to end, it was almost 7 minutes.
3: That's long.
4: It is an eternity when you're there. Uh, Finally, when the crashing stopped and we felt reasonably secure, uh, they had to force open the, the door to the Freddy hole. And uh, my son and grandson went out and they had to dig through the debris to go see if they could help people, which they did. And uh, then I crawled out and had to turn off the gas because I could smell natural gas. And after all that, I didn't want to get blown up. So we survived. That's good. We survived, and the insurance allowed us to come Home again, here to the desert, to be with our family.
3: Okay, Elena. I started. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're listening to Life at 12 on the Vice America Kids Network with Elena and Wesley, Wesley and, and Wesley. Okay, so, Uncle Wes. <laughs> um, okay, so the story. And then I have a question. Why did you, in the first place, move to Missouri from Arizona?
4: Okay, it was for work, transferred. Yes, Yeah, I I, uh, worked for the LDS Church as a facilities manager and they needed someone to open up uh, the uh, facilities management program in the four states area, which is Missouri, Mm -hmm. Kansas, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. And so they wanted me to go out and do that because I'd had a certain amount of experience in it. And that's what I did. Okay. And then I retired and stayed there until I could come home.
3: Yeah. And I'm home. And you're home. We're glad you're home. Well, I'm glad we're we're home, too. We're very glad you're home. Okay, so um, now we're going to do the thing about when you crashed your bike into the car.
4: Okay, all right. Yeah, I was uh, just turned 14 years old. one month. Rode my bicycle out in front of a car going 60 miles an hour, uh, the car won, and I, I was thrown 20 feet, uh, went through the windshield, all the glass, and they said I was laying out in the street, I sat up, and I was spraying like the fountain of youth, only I wasn't spraying water. Spraying blood.
3: Like out of my hand when the guy tried to do the... Yes, take your pulse. Take yeah. your pulse and you your squirted it squirted out pressure. of my hand. That's
4: right. And it's frightening. <laughs> uh, although I don't remember it. I, I lost three days. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh But a man came in out of the crowd. He knew where the pressure points was. And he was able to save my life. by well, stopped the bleeding. Don't know who the man was. Uh, and you never they,
3: got to meet him?
4: Oh, no. I, I didn't meet anybody. I was... I mean, after... No, don't know who he was. Uh, and, uh, I was in the hospital for two weeks and I was, it took almost a full year to recover. Wow. But I did, I do, uh, I have gained something from this because I was just 14 years old, but it was a life altering circumstance. My life it's not been the same since. Uh, when you have major, major injuries, uh, as you get older, these injuries come back in different forms, generally in uh, arthritis and in various other things, uh, which causes great pain. Now, if you've had an accident, and there are different things that can affect you, affect you. Uh, The man that uh, was my surrogate father, he said, Now, you get right back on that bicycle again. Uh, Because sometimes you're a little hesitant to do things Mm -hmm. that might hurt you over again.
3: Yeah.
4: And I did. I did get back on the bicycle again. Uh, But there are certain things which could be not only with an injury like this, or even the tornado while I'm old, Mm -hmm. uh, things that can hurt you and it can make you fearful now it's okay it's okay to be fearful uh i was scared to death during the tornado and it wouldn't be yeah that's right uh, but you you can uh, be fearful but you don't let the fear take over your life you have to yeah. control the fear and then it's a healthy thing. Yeah. Uh, that way, it'll help guide you around these things that uh, might not be good for you later. You know. So, uh, and pain can also be a good teacher too. So don't uh, don't say, "Oh, I I can't do anything because I hurt so bad." Uh, again. Uh, Pain can be a, a friend, so don't let pain get you down either. Because as you guys get older, you're going to have things that's going to hurt and you're going to ache and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, don't let it get to you. It's just part growing up. Uh, so that's that's what's come out of all this, all this fun stuff.
3: Well, we're very grateful that we could have you. So yeah, thanks for being on
0: our program. Yeah, it would be fun to have you on again. Yeah. Uh,
4: this this has been my pleasure, and anytime you guys want, you can just come and do it. Only next time bring cookies.
0: Okay, they <laughs> <We> will. <laughs> as
4: long as we get our fair
0: share. Yeah. Okay,
4: we'll share. We'll share. Like <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to Life at Twelve. Tune in next week for another episode. Of wonderful things. Wonderful, wonderful things.
3: Wonderful. So
0: wonderful life at twelve.
3: Yes. So see you next week. So say bye, Uncle Wes
4: Goodbye, Uncle Wes.
3: Bye. <laughs> bye, bye.
2: Thanks for joining us for Life at Twelve. Make sure you come back next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show full of topics that you'll want to know more about. Keep listening to the Voice America Kids Channel. See you soon.